Watch out for the boogeyman. No such thing. Michael? Michael? Michael Myers. Little Mikey Myers that lived across the street. Is that him? Is that him? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. Our first episode of this podcast was centered around the rumor that there was going to be a Halloween movie. This podcast was built on two things. A new Halloween movie Mm -hmm. and live coverage of Universal Studios' Dark Universe. (laughs) Oh my goodness, the Dark Universe. And now our universe is dark because (laughs) both failed to impress. the reason we're supposed to be afraid of this night. We have to hunt him down. Happy Halloween, Michael. Halloween. This is episode 24. 24. We are on episode 24, and it happened. Halloween 2018 was released. Eric and I seen it there's a new halloween movie out there it's mid-october perfect and the the release was perfect because i know the last rob zombies halloween i believe came out in august if i'm not mistaken i don't rightly remember yeah august yeah it's a good way to kick off a halloween season i was really looking forward to having this be a staple the entree for the season for me this is the (laughs) toiki the (laughs) toiki so you weren't that thrilled going into this We've mentioned this in past episodes. I didn't overindulge myself in trailers and marketing or anything like that, and you didn't either from what you told me. Correct. I wasn't talking or concerned off the bat that it was going to be a terrible movie or anything like that. My concern and my feelings and apprehension was because of The Last Jedi. I'm still recovering from that (laughs) PTSD. That experience really shook fandom for me, and I think for you too. Oh, completely. It made me take a step back and think about engulfing myself. In in, flames? In (laughs) in fandom and in hype. Kind of take a step back and and think, I'm not going to get too excited because this could, you know, end up being something very disappointing. Because people make amazing trailers. Well, it's all part of the marketing. They're supposed to. We all understand that they have to sell a movie. They have to sell an experience. But people are getting a little bit more used car salesmen than I'd like to admit. Yeah, so going into Halloween, you know, I had my guards up. Eric and I went to the Thursday showing, 7 o'clock. 
I was getting a little, so a little bit of goosebumps. I, I can't say that I was thrilled, but you know, it was like we said mid October. We're going to see a new chapter in the Halloween franchise. So Halloween 2018 is just called Halloween. It's a sequel just to the 1978 Halloween, um, and it's disregarding the entire franchise. That did not happen. Well, we knew that going in. Mm-hmm. That's something that we had to kind of shelve it away, basically, is what I mean. But it still ate at us. It ate at me, at least. I guess, you know, we're starting fresh. It's a fresh pair of undies. Yeah. But at the same time, those movies, whether you like them or not, carry certain memories and are special to that fan base, the horror fan base, and to take all that away so belligerently, how the filmmaker said, basically telling you all this stuff that you've been obsessing about for years, you don't need it. This is it. This is the main event. We got Jamie Lee Curtis back. We got John Carpenter. You're going to fucking love it. But at least they they warned us, right? So going into the movie, I'm expecting Force Awakens, TFA lines. Yeah, yeah, diehards, man. No, we just walked right in. I bought tickets the the night before, too. Yeah. And there was uh, plenty of seating available. I thought they were kind of screwed. I thought we'd have to go to a late showing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got there. We were the first ones there, even though we were 30 minutes early. Our official review of Halloween 2018... Right off the bat, my consensus was, it's all right. Yeah. That was my consensus. My consensus was, you know, why? <laughs> that That's my problem. Why? Why what? There was too many whys throughout that whole movie. Okay. That's what you're going, okay. Yeah. As we're walking out of the theater, you turned to me and you said, that was... Han Solo. That was the the Han Solo movie. Absolutely. And I said, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Han Solo didn't disappoint, but it was very safe. It didn't really do anything new. There were some things I didn't like in Han Solo. There were some things I did like, but overall, I forgot about it a day or two. Yeah, but Han Solo also did things that weren't Star Wars. So this is a direct sequel to 78. It pumped itself up, and it was just a, a deflated balloon. Going off the bat... Having us introduced to the story with podcasters makes me not want to podcast. I feel stupid podcasting, you know what I mean? We were introduced to the world again, an overly stylized bit. See, now it's a nitpick right there. Immediately, it fell away from the simplicity of the first one with that stylized courtyard. The courtyard. courtyard. I even call that out when that was shown in the trailer. It doesn't rub the right way. It almost like it's a Kubrick-esque looking thing. I didn't mind that too much. And that's funny because when I seen that in the trailer, I was like, oh, I don't mind that. And in the movie, I, I didn't mind it so much either. You don't care about the podcasting um, characters? I feel like if they just would have changed the labeling and called them investigative, investigative journalists, yeah. I felt like that would have added some po- legitimacy. Podcasting is popular, and it's an amazing form of journalism, you know, with all these uh, true crime podcasts, etc., what these uh, podcasters were able to do were a little crazy. Even if they said that like they were with an NPR or something like so something that, that solidified them a bit more. I don't care if they were more. with the White House. The guy <laughs> brought up a mask and said, oh, I, I got this from my friend at the Attorney General's office of Illinois, uh, Lisa Madigan, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> really? That stopped my brain from the entertainment and made me fact check, okay, really? That's like essentially getting the weapon that Jeffrey Dahmer used. They will not give that up. I don't care who you are. Unless you stole it. And if that's the case, that's a backstory that... When those podcasters interviewed Laurie Strode, they bribed her with $3,000 to get the interview. So people were saying, oh, they probably did the same thing to the attorney general, bribed them. That maybe when they were back in the hotel room, 
throwaway line on how they got it or something like that. Again, we're nitpicking because we're fans. One of the things that annoy me the most, Eric, when it comes to to nitpicking movies Mm -hmm. is people will tell you, just turn your brain off and watch the movie. That's probably one of my most hated phrases is just turn your brain off and watch. I'm a human being. I cannot turn my brain (laughs) off and watch a movie. I'm always thinking because I'm a human being. Even if you watch soap operas, you know, you're... Yeah, when I watch pro wrestling, when I watch a Michael Bay Transformers right. movie, so it, I don't it, turn it, my brain off. Can... A movie needs to set its tone, and you have to expect something from it. Mm-hmm. This movie had a lot of hype. And already, right off the bat, Eric, like you said, we're smacked with some confusion. Right, right. I did enjoy when they showed Michael his neck. The, he had the needle scar. They did establish the the goofy doctor... He was all in right from the beginning. You know, I watched it twice, this movie, and after, you know, his ridiculous behavior throughout the whole movie, he was in on the the mask showing, the reveal, because he wanted Michael to get triggered. That was cool. I appreciated that. It was a little bit of uh Yeah, that's something that warrants a second viewing. The mask connection I didn't make. I've only seen it once. Yeah, when the podcaster showed Dr. Sartain the mask, he nodded him yes to pull it out. So you yeah, I mean? he wants to see what this guy can do. Right, so th- you could tell there might have been a backroom conversation saying, yeah, we're going to you know, push the limits here. This is our last opportunity because Michael is leaving. Let's do this. You know, Let's try to trigger him. Didn't work. Triggered everybody else randomly. See, okay, you didn't li- you don't like that, but I thought that, well, no, I no, thought no, that no, was no. kind of cool because yeah, well, it shows the evil. The essence of the evil that Michael from has. From the original, and... yeah, absolutely, it did. It was just... I don't know. With the whole uh, mental illness thing, it, I just and why not? Why not do a Hannibal Lecter scene in Silence of the Lambs when Clarice is walking down the hallway? Because yeah, that's Silence of the Lambs. It's their own identity, I guess. Speaking of creating their own identity, that whole part where all the the people go nuts because of the showing of the mask, it just smash cuts to the Halloween in that classic glowing orange font. Now, that was something that I got a little angry at, because since day one, I did not like that this movie was just called Halloween. That Was um, there an explanation on that? I'm sure there's a some bullshit explanation that producers told them to give. So, right. I mean, think about it. I mean, you guys might think it's a nitpick, but it's not. So when you're going to the store and you want to buy the collection, you're buying Halloween 78, and then you're buying Gordon Green's Halloween. Simple. Our episodes. We don't have, oh, Halloween special. Halloween special. Halloween, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We, we name have them certain things. It's just an odd thing to I, differentiate. Right. That's all. That's all it is. Right now, as we stand, as of today, we have three movies called Halloween that are all about Michael Myers. One is called Rob Zombie's Halloween. It, it is. It is marketed as Rob Zombie's Halloween. But these two, it's just weird. I really want an explanation. Maybe you guys can fill us in. But it is just a bizarre artistic if, choice. If it was called Halloween Returns. Halloween Forever, The Last Halloween, whatever you wanted to call it, having that scene and then cutting hard to that to that title would have been really cool. Out of all of the um, horror franchises, my favorite titles do come from Halloween. Uh, they're just fun. The Curse, Revenge, H2O. They're just fun. <laughs> Resurrection. They're, yeah. they're, I don't know. They're, they're creative. They're fun. <laughs> We're sounding negative, so what did you enjoy about this movie? Let's talk about what we liked about it. Because there was great stuff in it. Title sequence hits us. Um, They had that interesting inflated pumpkin. And we get brought to the family. I loved that family. 
Do yeah, the new Strodes. They were just, they were a realistic family. But th- that whole family dynamic was really well. Judy yeah, Greer, yeah. she plays a wonderful mother. <laughs> she was good. Yeah, yeah, everything was good. It you was know? a realistic family. I really liked that. And, you know, the Rob father Zombie, was a little dippy. No, he was. He was. He just reminded me, you know, in a way of my father. Yeah, he's got the daditude. Yeah, the daditude. <laughs> the 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 overall characters they they were they were solid. They were real. With that being said, they were lacking. Cut off from the middle. They yeah. gave it to us. They were well written, really good dialogue, believable. But then that's it. Then they just forgot about some characters. They just ignored certain things. Going back to that original, you know, what made those characters? You follow them throughout their whole for throughout the whole movie. Throughout the whole night, right? Essentially, yeah. It was their movie. That's it. That's the simplicity of it. They were trying to score. They were trying to hang out. They were trying to smoke. Whatever. And that's it. You had a lot more narratives going on in this right. film, and it shit happened to them. It a little right. Bit. Absolutely. Evil found the way to them. So I was watching '78 again. There's an in- interesting thing that happens in '78. Lori and the girls are walking on the sidewalk. Myers just drives by. Hey, jerk! Speed kills! Michael screeches to a halt. And I'm wondering if that is the only reason Michael Myers became Michael Myers in Haddonfield. Was he just going to go somewhere? By them randomly shouting... That caused them to be marked by him. I absolutely believe that that was the the start of it all. They said that arrogant stuff because you know how kids are. They're, yeah, they're teens. Like he's a hunter, right? So what does a lion do in the wild? It finds the weakest prey. Lori, off the bat, from far away, you can tell that she's weak. She's timid. She's holding her book. She had like seven books. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you could tell that she was the weakest link because she did not participate in. In the, uh, the mockery. In the mockery. Exactly. Yeah. He was provoked, and to anybody else, you would shrug it off, but to a psychopath, he focused, targeted in on that person, and yeah. said, well... That feeds into um, the overall continuing theme from 78 to H18. It's just random. Remember the kid said? The hippie boyfriend? When they were walking on the sidewalk, I thought we were kind of get, get a little bit more character development there, but he mentioned how, you know, what is five murders back in... 40 years ago compared to the condition of the world now yeah i mean you got a guy going around stabbing someone your grandma survived so what guy's incarcerated big deal i mean it sucks but big deal and then he blows up a pumpkin and then he blows up a pumpkin but what he said kind of stuck with me and it's like i mean that was something that red people alluded to that's why podcasters got the mask and whatnot because this murder is something that's kind of it's kind of lost to the past. It was something interesting 40 years ago, that, but now it's not that big of a deal. But I would have liked more of those kids. I would have liked a little bit more of them. We did not get any of that stalking, any of that provoking, that focused psychopathy of Michael Myers. There tons, tons of opportunity for it, but it just never happened. The overall theme, like we were talking about, is does it really matter? This is just a small scar in a small town of American history. One of the positives I thought about the movie was Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, her performance, I thought personally. Performance or her character? Those are two different things. Her, her performance, performance was fine. And her character. I reevaluated a lot of things. I thought about this, and her character, I thought was fine. I thought it was good. Why? Due to the marketing, I thought that we were going to get a Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, badass chick. And I was kind of not looking forward the to movie that because I find that. that, though. It's not the marketing. 
the trailers portrayed that. I don't feel no, like no. the movie did. There was a montage of her shooting point blank range with multiple powered handguns and all this. You know, I'm not a gun guy, but she was an expert markswoman. That was my whole thing is that they played up more of the mentally damaged She's not PTSD instead of being I'm a badass. I'm no, no, she, myself. she wasn't crazy in that regard. She had PTSD. Her being prepared arming herself and training herself that way is fine it's totally fine what makes her crazy i guess is jay with the ptsd was just she bled that onto her family which was too heavy of a storyline to really run with she was still an active member of the community it appeared i don't think she was she was fenced off from society she no she fenced it wasn't just michael myers it could be anybody she was safe but she let these podcasters in hey you can't see me right now? Oh, I guess you can but from a small camera. I'm a podcaster. I got 3000 bucks. I want to talk about Michael. Oh, okay. By the way, I'm actually a serial killer. You know what I mean? Yeah, they could have been, been anybody just yeah. given an excuse. Right. So she's not too paranoid in that way. She's just afraid of Michael, I guess. She's just cautious. She knows how to take apart a gun and clean it. She knows how to shoot perfectly. Okay. She's got these crazy booby traps she engineered throughout her, not booby traps, but uh, escape rooms and safe rooms. She knows what's up. She's not crazy. She is someone that terrible shit happened to her, and she reacted. Instead of being going through meetings, she reacted by arming herself to the teeth. Okay, and I was saying that was you didn't like that character? No, because of what occurred. For 40 years, I spent, you know, every single day I wish that he would come out so I can kill him. Because I know how to kill people. Boom, he gets out, she panics, she freaks, she flakes. PTSD, I can buy that. Then, she gets the second opportunity. When she gets confirmation that he's coming for them, she gets all gung-ho. She turns into a commando. She posts up at the house, which doesn't make sense. The police send the, everyone to the house because it's the safest place to be. Not the police department. Yeah, exactly. Not even the state police. The Illinois State Police, I'm sure, has a nice enough facility with a couple hundred <laughs> police officers. So she's got floodlights. She's got a cachet of weapons. She's got cameras, which I'm assuming you can see in the dark. She's got everything set up, and she rests her back against the door and all hell breaks loose and it's a struggle to survive all that 40 years of training go down the hill that's what i'm saying is that she's not as prepared as you think that's my argument is that she is she comes off as a paranoid ptsd alcoholic that talks a lot of shit but can't really back it up that's the feeling that i got was that she's going there saying michael myers michael myers michael myers and then the dude actually shows up and she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing if it was Linda Hamilton, like we thought we were going to get, Michael Myers would have been shot dead on that lawn the second With he turned With a sniper, yeah. He yeah, was, she would just been waiting. She did not know what she was doing. She is not as good as she thinks she is. And I agree with you. She's a, a colossal fuck-up when it comes to this situation. If I were to review her strategy, it's fucking terrible. Then it just comes down to the writing because they tell her to... You know, the writing dictates that she is prepared. The writing dictates that she is in control because the police let her at the facility. In my opinion, they don't write her that she's in control. They do because they give her everything she wants. What they don't write, she fucked up and it was her fault. It would have been nice to have the writing show her that she wasn't prepared. But that never happened. It was just, oops, accidents, accidents. There was nothing that showed us that she was in over her head you know she shoots michael's hand off michael walks through the door afterwards all she had to do was just crouch down but no she wanted to go in the basement and lose 100 percent visibility of the person or the thing stalking her 
Why would you want to lose visibility? This movie had a hard time getting characters to where they were supposed to be. Yes. I'm just rambling on and on. It's just, it was cool to see Michael back. He is not the problem in the movie. The movie's problem is not keeping the tone, not having a tone, not knowing the pacing, and honestly embarrassing the female character that Lori is. Michael escaped. You waited for this night. Brace yourselves. I've waited for him. Halloween, rated R. All right, so Lori Strode, you're saying, failed as as a character arc. She did, and with this current climate that we're in, that they were empowering females as characters, not just as damsels in distress. Yeah, we've gotten a couple years worth of awesome characters now. They didn't do her justice. I wanted her to be that Sarah Connor character realistically. I wanted her to fuck up, but fuck up only because she was fighting evil, not fuck up because she made a mistake. So Michael Myers in this movie, they did the Michael Myers character well. Very one, good. One of the things they did that I really enjoyed with Michael was his kills. Free caged animal way of going around killing everybody. It was like a kid in a candy store for the first time again. He got the taste and now he's back and he was just unmovable unstoppable machine again yeah he was he was like a shark you know yeah in open water and what i'm saying shouldn't fucking matter because it's a halloween movie no shit he's gonna do that so what i just said is essentially like oh i love when how they show jaws people and uh, kill people and and terror no shit that's what he's fucking doing i'm finding excuses to fluff this movie the the difference is that in 78 he was focused pretty much off the bat he escaped the penitentiary and he focused on Lori and her friends and the, the misconception i had with this movie with a lot of the trailers and everything is i thought that he was gunning for Lori. and a lot of people when i was reading reception online a lot of people were like this is great michael myers is back to get the last girl the final girl the final girl and rethinking about this movie it was like oh no he wasn't let's trace it michael myers goes back to home he grabs his weapons uh, his knife kills the lady kills the lady on the phone then what how does he interact with everybody else do you remember he goes into the home down the street he kills the babysitter and with a yellow shirt that's a tie to Lori. that's how we get how did he kill the babysitter was that circumstantial how did he get to that house was it just random he was it, it was going from house to house right so it's random selection like in the beginning in the in the book scene Fate finds its way, like in the class. No matter what course of action Collins took, he was destined to his own fate. So essentially what this movie showed was that if you have an aimless Michael Myers, he literally just goes from door to door and kills people. Yeah, but it's almost like he does select and target because he had an opportunity to just slice and dice everybody down that block, but he didn't. So he does target I think he knows to pick certain things. Well, how did he know to pick the uh, the lady when he took the knife? I think that was just fanfare, which is fine. There is a method to his madness, which would have been fine and, and okay to see him, but when Dr. Arcane or whatever the hell is Sartain. That's, Sartain. that's a Swamp Thing character. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, when Dr. Sartain was introduced with his obsession, crusty and moldier <laughs> version of Loomis, that really dampened things. That really distracted from the story. Part 4 and 5, Loomis is pretty crusty. <laughs> No! 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 
Sartain was so Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Um, yeah, and his whole character arc is just to get Laurie's granddaughter from uh, the dance to the Laurie Strode's house. Do you believe that? Do I believe what? What you just said. That's the only reason. To carry a character. <laughs> Let me throw a, a wrench into that theory. And this is just another flaw that I saw. They stopped on an absolutely random road because he pumped the brakes when she said, I know what he said. Let me tell you what he said if you let me out. So he slammed on the brakes in a random dark road where there's a forest. The cops with a terrible dialogue saw them. The shit happened. They got killed. And Lori's granddaughter ran out into the, a random part of the woods to just get away. And she took lefts. She took rights in there because he showed that. And she just happened to be in the backyard. Tripped into the shooting range. In the shooting right? range. That, once again, stopped my brain from watching. And, and I don't know where you were. Once again, a movie has a hard time getting characters where they need to be. Right. Nothing happened organically. Everything in Halloween 78... Every placement of the character happened organically. From the babysitter bringing over the young girl to uh, to Lori, that happened organically. From the food spilling on the babysitter to her going to the the washing room. Annie. Annie, Annie brought Jesus. over Lindsay. Annie was in the yes. laundry room, gets all that. That all happened organically. Mm-hmm. It was believable. Uh, there was nothing forced. In 1978, it was structured. Michael Myers had his set victims, and we knew... Once the movie was at a certain point, we were now going to see him act right. on what he was going to do. This movie gave us a free Michael Myers with no structure, with no goal in mind. All we knew is that because of the trailers, eventually he was going to meet Laurie Strode. Which, does Michael even fucking know who Laurie Strode is in this movie? There's really no way he could. He's a silent character. Is he going to recognize her? Dr. Sartain, for the shit that we're giving him, after the heel turn that he made, that was stupid. It was It was stupid. It was insane. He gets in the car and he starts talking about how Michael Myers must meet Laurie Strode. While that was happening, I was having... I turned to you and that was happening and I said, this is Flying Leia. Yeah, that's this is exactly the Halloween what he version said. of Flying Leia. Mm-hmm. He was in the car and he started to talk and he started to say, Michael needs to get to Laurie Strode. I have to see what he does. Yeah. Having Laurie Strode and Michael meeting in the same room and maybe, be like I said, it would be it would be a messed up intervention. Got those sliding locked doors. What if he just closes the door on both of them? Michael Myers is in full killing mode and Laurie Strode's just like, this is the day I've been waiting for. And we get some kind of scene yeah. or something. Uh, but he dies. He gets stomped on pretty well, he, quickly. That was a Friday the 13th kill. His head explodes until I'm walking on And that was the end of that character. Yeah. The, you've seen it twice. How did? Do you remember how Michael actually ended up at the Strode, Laurie Strode's residence? Yes. The goofy dad sees the cop car bump into uh, the front yard. The, the dad goes out, opens the door, sees a decapitated head of the police officers with the flashlight through it, and Michael Myers is behind him. So Michael Myers must have drove in the police car. So were those the two silly cops with the, that had the brilliant sandwich dialogue yeah. that needed to be in the movie? Yeah. So here's the other thing, too. He drove through the Iron Gate. Where was the camera? Where was the, the alarm? Why was the floodlights not on? Why was the father separated from the group? And Once just- again... The movie had to get Michael Myers to the Strode residence. Did not really know how to get him there. Mm, we'll just fandangle some... T- okay, he's yeah. here now. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just just keep watching, guys. Eat that popcorn. Yeah. Like you keep saying, they struggle to find characters and the locations and locations of characters. They have ideas. 
they had scenes in their head that they wanted to happen. They had trouble piecing them together, from what I seen. No, hundred percent. I believe that they wrote scenes before the script was even, or they thought of scenes before the, the script was even complete. We never got a big Laurie Strode, Michael Myers showdown through. Yeah, but what would happen? Just her foot taking shots at him, and maybe him doing something. Well, they had a little bit of that. I mean, that's not a problem. They had a, she took a couple pop shots at him. They had the suspenseful moment where she was looking for him in the closet upstairs. What then, did you What did you think about her falling off the balcony with that nod to seventy eight, where she disappears? Everyone laughed both times. I saw it. it, it it's not supposed to be funny. The humor in this movie was so unusual. So let's talk about the humor in Halloween 2018. Danny McBride and and David Gordon Green, kind of known for... Comedy, big time? Yeah, humor. So the humor in this movie, for me, was mostly miss. It was randomly placed and it had no place in Halloween. Didn't we talk about this last episode? We talked about this on our last episode. As a fear. We started it by saying, I believe you said that people seeing the new Halloween movies are not only great, but it's really funny. And we said, yeah, because the original Halloween's known for its humor. Right, we were being sarcastic, and well... And sure enough, we got some stuff in this movie, and... (sighs) Right off the bat, the, the peanut butter on my penis is like, okay... Uh, that's comedy? It's a joke? What's the punchline? Oh, he's the dad, and he said the word penis. <laughs> Odd humor. My biggest gripe was the little boy. He it was get, funny. He get his own spinoff. Right, so he was a funny kid, and he was cute. He was adorable. But here's the thing. Watching it a second time, it went on and on and on, his, his humor. That character was a total tone destroyer. Yes, uh, big time. <laughs> the scene between him and the blonde babysitter was cute. It was nice. She tucked him in. That's it. That's the end of the comedy. Michael Myers is in your fucking room. They should be reacting like how Lindsay and the other kids should be reacting, where they see that motherfucker, and they scream like children and run Mm -hmm. and do whatever their babysitter says. Hey, Grandma, I'm recording a podcast. Can I call you back? Okay. All right, love you. Bye. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was my grandma. Oh, okay. Cut that, and then go back to the Michael's getting killed and the tone deaf scene. So... (laughs) So she trips, she's getting stabbed by Michael. I mean, what would any nine-year-old do in that situation? Literally jump in the air, make Looney Tunes noises, go down <laughs> pa- past the boyfriend and say, they like, you're going to get killed, ha, 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 and he yeah. like ran away, and it's like... And he disappeared, he and never he disappeared came, yeah, we don't film. know what happened. That kid should have fought Michael Myers, Laurie Strode could have learned a few things from him, because <laughs> then that happened, and the whole audience was laughing. Yeah. This blonde, again, the classmates didn't get enough character development for me to necessarily care right and then the boyfriend comes there after the kid said that they pulled out that giant butcher knife and that's all we saw and that was it yeah with next scene we see what about a suspenseful scene of him cautiously walking up there to figure out what's going on it could have been a reverse she did michael myers scene instead of michael myers doing it to a woman he does it to him and he doesn't know what's going on he goes up to the body, pulls it, sees that his girlfriend's dead. He panics. Michael Myers behind him, has his fun, and kills him. That would have been neat to see. They had the sheriff 
do it instead. Which, again, they did that because that's when Laurie Strode sees Michael Myers and knows that it's him. Oh, in the reflection. Once again, they don't know how to hit characters to where they need to be. Right. So what you said, pretty cool. That would be a, a good scare. Another a, a memorable Michael Myers kill for the franchise. Mm-hmm. But mm, we can't do that. Because Laurie's got to see it. And for Laurie to see it, he has to be there. Well, in order for him to be there, we need somebody else to come in to see it. So, you know what? Just have the sheriff go in. Mm. Just have the sheriff go in and we'll have that scene. Well, what about the boyfriend? He'll just be nailed to a wall. We won't even see it. He'll just be nailed to no, a wall. He would knife the wall, yeah. And, and it was it. just like, whoa, whoa, how did that happen? So he never went up to help his girlfriend. <laughs> I guess he came down and Michael came down. Lori had a, a Loomis moment when she jumped out of that SUV, uh, her truck, and mm-hmm. she was yelling at all the kids with her guns. Yeah. That was hilarious. People chuckled at that, uh, uh, which isn't supposed to be funny. Telling Dr. Sartain that he's just the new Loomis, I yeah. think that was uh, that kind of meta joke, kind of like in Jurassic World where the guy's got the old T-shirt on. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. The old, the old movie's really cool, is what he said. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that. That was so quick, though. It was oh, a huge deal. one of the weird humor bits is when all the police were there, including the the black sheriff guy with the hat, the cowboy hat sheriff. He told Sartain to sit down, and Sartain like did the awkward dialogue. Uh, well, I, I thought I was, I was sitting down. That humor. The problem is with that type of humor is there's no punchline and there's no joke. You you just repeat what's said, kind of, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like what. I mean, mirror humor. I'm not sure. What yeah, the hell I don't really. I, n- I don't like that type of humor. Sandwich cops. We gotta talk about sandwich cops. Sandwich man. cops, which remind me from from Halloween Five. Five, right? Did the, that make the the bozo noises? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first seen that movie. It was like, oh, did that really? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Is that a, my phone? Did that really happen? <laughs> and it wasn't cleverly written dialogue. I didn't really understand where they were going with it. The guy's like, you know, I eat a brownie. A baby yeah. eats a brownie. Well. You know, I eat PB&J. you got to have this weird yeah. Taiwanese sandwich. Okay, this is a Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, fanfare and homages, but the key is to not pick the shittiness to do fanfare for the crappy parts of the Halloween movies. Right. So the humor. Uh, I hope the sequel that we're going to fucking get. I hope they tone that humor down a future sequel, which I'm sure we're going to get. Cause no, yeah, they're going to they're gonna so do the money. sequel. They said they wanted, if this makes money, they want to use this as a drawing board and a learning experience. It made a shitload of money. Critics loved it. They're going to take the negative and fix it. But if this was kind of a 50-50 reviewed movie, they would took offense, just like they did with Last Jedi. Here's the thing. Despite the fact that this is not what I wanted or expected, I still want more sequels. I don't care if they, Gordon Green and, uh, and McBride keep making them. I don't care. I will still watch them. I like Myers. I like the atmosphere. I like the legend. To me, this isn't even close to the worst movie in the franchise. I I liked about half. I didn't like about half. But I'll be honest with you. The repeat viewing of this is the bottom of the barrel for the entire franchise. So I took uh, my girlfriend and her son, and they're 12. The cousin is 11, and they loved it. So maybe when they get older, they'll they'll get into it. But they just liked it because he was creepy. He was killing people because that's scary. Had your gore. It had your silliness make you laugh. That's what people go to the theaters to see a horror movie for. And it delivered in that aspect. It was a crowd pleaser. It was a Hulk Hogan match. Right. It wasn't anything amazing or technical, but, you know, it had the charisma and it did all the shit you wanted to see. People left theater happy and... Um, well, actually, the second time I saw it, there was a lot of teenagers in the audience, really annoying ones. Are there any other... I don't I, I see I can't talk shit because I was like that too just saying stupid <laughs> shit at the screen but 
after it ended, someone said, what the hell? <laughs> Literally. Okay, so the ending. The ending of this was weird. Yeah. I did not think they would make it so clear that he did not die. They literally showed that he is that he is not there anymore. It's basically the equivalent of Michael Myers winking at the camera. Saying, Can you imagine if, they, if this, because this movie was pretty much based on a, a, a realistic viewpoint. Imagine if they showed him just on fire, <laughs> ping-ponging off the walls, just screaming <laughs> like a regular human. And his his first words in 40 years is, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> not as evil as I thought. The other thing too is like they did the whole thing where it takes three generations of of the Strodes of women to bring down the monster because they all two of them shot the mother shot the grandmother shot the the daughter stabbed that felt like it was supposed to be a political commentary etc because of the articles I've read that's fine I don't give a shit because they all fucked up what about it like I don't get it we were being force fed that well if you take it, away the fact that he was an underground panic room uh, it ended with the three Strodes looking down on him. Mm. And that's obviously, you know, superiority. But it's only... Like the conquered evil. But it's only because he was down the stairs. He was still standing. And he was still very much alive and ready to kill. Mm. If there were no stairs, it would have ended with the equivalent of the three stores looking at him. And he would just be staring at them. And then they would just walk away. And then they had this place burned down. And then they showed that he ain't there anymore. Right. Yeah, the Strodes. The Strodes are not good at killing people. I don't know if that's or a good thing or a family. bad thing. I get that's what they were going for, and also what you said is well, they kind of failed. Yeah, but if you take it at face value, it's just if he was lying on the ground dead, um, and he never sat up, then it you have that shot of three generations staring down at him. You know, the yeah. defeated evil. But he was he was fucking looking up right at him, kind of like, hey, you want to get these spikes out of the way? Like we could still go. <laughs> yeah, he was ready. So running with that. Where do you see this sequel going in your eyes? Do you feel like the Strodes are going to be on the run? I think they're going to do a Halloween 2, and by that I mean it's going to take place same time. I believe it's going to pick right up afterwards. with them in a pickup truck, just like how this one ended. If you, were to, if you were to make it the next Halloween, if you were to make it a day later, it would completely defeat the, the entire purpose of this movie. Having Michael Myers running around not on Halloween is weird. Waiting a year so we could do it again is, is weird. So to me, they're going to have to do it in the same night. It's going to have wow. to be in the same night. And I feel like it's going to be him versus the Strodes. Maybe he'll end up killing one of them. Maybe maybe they will end up killing Jamie Lee. Maybe Jamie Lee and this, and the young girl's mom will die. And, and it'll come down to her and Michael. And, and we're going to get the you know a face-off or something. And so what, Michael is just going to take a personal vendetta against the entire family now? That's, what, no, that's what they made this movie seem like. They made it seem like... Michael's coming back for Lori, and then when you watch the movie, you find out that Michael was just let loose. Would you be okay with, as far-fetched as it sounds, Michael just taking this as a loss and moving on and just still causing mayhem for other people, and then the Strodes trying to hunt him down? That could be interesting, too. Halloween didn't end to him. He's Jeff. I can't see Jamie Lee Curtis wanting to do another one. Her interviews were very... Like um, a catharsis. Like, this is it. Yeah. Bye. Thank totally. you. It was Harrison Ford in, in PFA. <laughs> Force yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird where the franchise currently stands. He's not dead. And they didn't really defeat him. They left it open-ended. And it's weird because you got a third movie named Halloween. You're going to have to do a sequel to it. I don't know what they're going to call it. And I left the theater thinking... They erased the franchise for this? Yeah. That is our sound clip of the evening. They erased the franchise 
for this. I don't even love any of the Halloween sequels. Halloween 2 I like. I think it's good. I really like 4 and 5. Four, I like part 4. I think part 4 is good. That's a lot of Halloween sequels. That's what I say. It's good. You know, they're the same guitar string constantly plucked. I, I don't they, feel, no, I don't feel that way about them. With Michael Myers and the, and the characters, absolutely, no, yes. No, I don't feel that way about when they add The sequels, new- no. The scores change. The tones change. Hmm. Uh, Michael gets goofier looking as it goes on. Nobody well, I'm ta- plays I'm not, him yeah, the same. I'm, that's the looks and stuff. I'm talking about the overall but the only setup. Thing, the setup is just because it's the time frame. That's it's my opinion. I don't know. It's, it's fine. Uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on briefly is uh, what a tight movie it was. Everything was very, oh, cl- everything yeah. was very close. Yes, which um, is not anything John Carpenter did. The tightness provides suffocation. You know, it provides you with intensity, with drama. You can really use that for your benefit. But in Halloween, the benefit of the wide shots and the tracking shots and the open spaces, mm-hmm. because of it exposes vulnerability, it exposes the characters are in a larger world and that there could be anything around the corner. That's why the original and the cinematography worked really well. Having these close shots took that away. It it was claustrophobic. You can't be stalked in that atmosphere. I got no sense of environment in it. Mm -hmm. One of the things you said during the movie was, uh, I didn't realize Haddonfield is such a hillbilly town. town, Mm -hmm. It's southern Illinois. I mean, obviously the first movie is California. They kind of nailed the, the suburbs uh, pretty it, nicely. So Haddonfield in the original felt like Highland Park or Winnetka, Illinois. Yeah. Or Park Ridge. Yeah, upper middle class yeah. town, yeah. And this felt like a podunk town <laughs> in Illinois. It felt like a normal Illinois or Peoria or something like that. Yeah, what you drive through to get to more important places, which is <laughs> which is established in the cemetery scene. That's what the woman says yeah. when taking the podcast to Judith Meyer's why was Michael even there? That doesn't bother me. The whole thing is like she asks, like I don't know why this is so important. They completely ignore her, and then they literally start recording an episode right there. They got a job to do. I know, but that not, was... they got we got to wrap this up. They got to get killed in fifteen twenty minutes. What are we, we talking to... about? What are we doing here? We Let's get to do the it. Good stuff. Go go go! Did you find it weird that there was no mention of his, his childhood home? That was bogus. But yeah, there was no mention proper mention because um, in that 78 doesn't he go directly into the house that's when loomis said he ate a dog but um, he was here before um no you're right yeah. i thought that was weird i thought maybe we could have got an interesting little scene where maybe that's why he starts off killing people on the block maybe he goes into that's where the house was uh, no or man. something you know check it I, out I check it out i just thought lay it on me Are you ready bro <laughs> take away the high school halloween party grab those characters they have a party at the myers house hmm Boom. Everyone skedaddles. That's a little bit too resurrection to me, though. Well, that's what kids I don't do. Know, but, I don't know. But Michael, the idea of Michael stabbing a bunch of people at a house party, pretty interesting. Yeah. Ten years ago, Halloween, evil had a shape. Terror had a night. And now, he's back. Six bodies, Sherry! That's what I've seen! Michael Myers is here in this town. So Eric, closing thoughts here. What would you give this out of five machetes? <laughs> out of five Jason machetes. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what would you give Halloween 2018? Out of five butcher knives is what I meant to say. Uh, originally, we both agreed on two and a half. I give this a two now. I take away that. Oh, half. Wow, you took it away. After your second feeling? The stars, yeah. The stars are Michael Myers and the, the fanfare. That's the stars. Everything else was a takeaway. 
Yeah, I, I still stick with my two and a half. I'm going to try and see it. Where did one you more get time. that half? Are you able to break it down, or I liked the the familiarity. Mm-hmm. I liked Michael Myers. I thought, generally speaking, Jamie Lee was good. I thought she had a good performance, and I thought the Laurie Strode character was decent. I thought that it could have been a little bit more well rounded, but it was okay. Again, I have to see it another time to, to well, what reiterate do you think? Oh, on that. Come to think of it, the 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 the, 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 the to, to come to think about it, the music. Ooh. We didn't uh, talk about the music. Whoops. It was I, a Halloween song. I wish, it, was a, it was a Halloween song? I wish they had more of the actual theme song in it. They, they played it over the credits. Because in that 78 movie, there was a lot of th- that kind of slow. Doo, doo, yeah. Doo, doo. The, this like one that. had, it went too far too fast. I loved the, the siren sound when yeah. he was stalking Lori's granddaughter. But I thought that was good. They needed to use that as in like, that would have been so cool if they used that when we first saw him. He, that's his threat song, like, Code Red, Code Red. Well, it was the song they played with Lori's granddaughter, so maybe... He doesn't know we'll that's get, granddaughter. Yeah, but maybe that's the score establishing that this is going to be the song for them. Turn to me and you said, this is good, I like this. It needed to be placed a little bit different, and it was too advanced. I have to listen to it on its own. I give it, okay, so the two and a half stars, I reiterate, Michael Myers, familiarity and Jamie Lee's performance and the character was decent. Everything that we, we expect of a Halloween film, it did good, um, but anything it did differently, I thought it failed on. Anything that it brought to the table, I did not like. This Halloween movie was like going to Thanksgiving, you liked all your sides, but you didn't like the toykie. Yeah, it's all about the toykie. I'll tell you what, though, this movie was a toykie. Play me off, Johnny. <laughs> I met this... Six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Yeah, I mean, in conclusion, hey, it's, it's out there. <laughs> um, I went home and watched Halloween 78. I've watched it twice this year so far, and I and I look forward to watching Rob Zombie's Halloween and the sequels and all that stuff. I don't Just think this is going to replace my Halloween 2. When I want to watch the Halloween movies, I'm going to show, I'm going to watch 78, and I'm going to watch Halloween 2. I don't think Agreed. that I'm going to say, oh, 2018 in the original, that's, what you, that's all you need. I mean, you are, we, I mean, you are traditionalists when it comes to fandom and storyline and canon, so it's just like... Well, technically, for watching the original sequel, that doesn't really exist. Didn't Disney relabel everything in Star Wars? They're calling them Star Wars Legends now. Rebranding the comics, the novels, Legends. So the sequels are Halloween Legends now. Yeah. You put Michael Myers in a movie, I'm not going to and get all angry about it. I willingly paid to see that resurrection. And already, Eric, wheels are being set in motion just like the It's Alive podcast predicted with talks of a new Friday the 13th yes, movie. And, and King yet, James? Yes, <laughs> King James, LeBron James to produce possibly. I could see the headlines then, now. Is LeBron's new Friday the 13th yes. a slam dunk? <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, man, if that man wants to throw some shekels at the franchise, do it. Robert England, he said that he's down for another Nightmare on Elm Street, which Freddy appears tonight on the on the Goldbergs. Is it? Freddy appears tonight. tonight. Okay. Yes. So, I don't care about that. Memories of slashers are being, ooh, this was a really good Halloween movie. Yes. And people walking out saying, what about Jason? What about Freddy? You know what? I saw Hellfest, by the way. Yeah. Three stars out of five. I'm glad. You know, I want the slasher genre. The last icon of slasher genre is, who do you think it is? It's not Saw. He's not a slasher. I think it's Ghostface. Yeah, I would say Ghostface. So, I mean, it would be nice to get a new one, you know? Because it's such a meta franchise with reboots and shit. You could do some really funny, ridiculous stuff with Ghostface. Though they did make that MTV series, which was pretty good. Because it took itself serious. Chucky is coming back and stuff. But Freddy and Jason, they got to come back, man. If this thing's getting a sequel, if it made the money and the reviews that it did, I would say that we're like pretty much guaranteed. Just don't scrub the originals. Just run with it. No, you don't need to do Stop that. Stop doing that. You don't need to do that, yeah. Just make your movie. Yeah. Just make your movie. We'll, we'll get it. Chris, with that being said, what are your closing thoughts? My closing thoughts on Halloween 2018. Realize what you have with Halloween 1978 and cherish that movie. Because it is often imitated and it is never duplicated. It's a classic. And it shows you that... This new movie, while interesting, and while I look forward to the future of the Halloween franchise, it just shows you that nobody's going to match it. You can get all, all the ingredients and stuff, but yeah, once in a lifetime. You're right. You're absolutely right. It is the gold standard of slasher films. What do you think, Eric? What are your final thoughts on this film? Regurgitating what I said, it, it was a massive missed opportunity to kind of properly kick off the franchise again. Also, it was a missed opportunity to really establish... The Laurie character in a different light, it was just, they could have done something a little bit more stronger. She needed to be a stronger character in in that way, and she was, and then she wasn't, because the writing took that away from her. But, like I said, if it was a kickoff, it was a fumble, and they got the ball back, and we'll we'll be able to see see the sequel. In this town, Michael Myers is a myth. Ghost story to scare kids. But this boogeyman is real. Now he's back. Michael Myers escaped. It is not safe for you to be on the street. He is a killer. But he will be killed tonight. Overall, I'm glad that it got positive feedback that it's gotten. A good chunk of the fan base is happy. Yeah, but the good chunk of the fan base... Look at this. Let's my gosh. Right with negativity. What do you mean? The fan base is just so fucking lopsided. Just like this fucking country. We're all consumers, Eric. McDonald's sells a lot of hamburgers. It don't have to be fancy for people like it. Ten billion sold. If people like this movie... Good news for Michael Myers, and I'm all for Michael Myers succeeding, and I'm all yeah, for Michael Yeah, but don't don't fucking get your balls in a bunch when we highlight things that were confusing to us. Because guess what? We did the same thing with Resurrection. God, they, people forget that their shit stinks. Anyways, go see Halloween. Danny McBride and Gordon Green. Who okay. It's nice to see a Halloween movie in theaters. It hit at the right time, and it's nice that it's getting the reception that it's getting. It's nice that it's becoming such a big success. That's good for horror. That's good for Halloween. Hopefully the quality just goes up from here. I already pre-ordered my Michael Myers 
2018 action figure. I'm all for the new vision of Michael Myers. To me, it's classic Michael. It's just 2018. How'd you like his kills? We didn't talk about the kills. Brutal. Jason-esque. More than Michael, I'd say. A little bit a little bit Jason. A little bit of Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yes, a lot of head slamming. Yes. Brute right? force. Yes. Positively speaking. I'm yeah. looking forward to everything. And, and what this movie brings, I think it's going to bring... Man, if it brings Robert back in the makeup, I can't wait for us to be cutting a podcast episode about how we hated the Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. sequel <laughs> two or three years from now, how we're going to say, man, that was awful. And same goes for Jason, just us sitting here being angry about all this new stuff. Maybe we'll get Kincaid back in the new Nightmare movie. Let's go kick the motherfucker's ass all over Dreamland. Anyways, we would love to hear your thoughts. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you expect in the sequel. That's the big question that I have. Yes, that's what I'm interested in, in hearing from, definitely. I honestly have no ideas, unless they do, like you said, like direct minutes Same later. Same night, yeah. yeah. And you can let us know through social media, through our website. Our podcast is pretty much available where podcasts are. On Stitcher are now, by the we way. We are now officially on Stitcher Radio. Drop us a line. Let us know. Maybe we'll read it next episode if it's if it, if it meets our standards. Exactly. And by meeting our standards, I mean we get a reply. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is, is pretty much wrapping up, I would say. Hopefully we can do... Uh couple Halloween things like maybe visit something spooky or something between you and I it's just timing and being an adult oh, timing exactly just adult responsibilities that's fine because so now that the pressure of Halloween is off mm-hmm. we can have a lot of like fun random episodes we thank you for tuning in to episode 24 of the it's alive podcast well let us end Christopher with that very unique song we found the slash street boys I'll kill you that way. It's an official Backstreet Boys parody. And my God, does it reference and have all of our favorite murderers. And we apologize ahead of time because this is going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. It is fantastic. Spin that shit, Dr. Fang. Mmm. I'll say you on fire with gas. And a lighter you scream When I say I'll kill 